take these diet pills, use this wrap, chug this magic shake, cook yourself boring separate meals from your family, do more cardio, eat less, cut out every food that you love. You just need more willpower and motivation. Misery is necessary. These are the messages that traditional dieting tell us. But the truth is, losing weight and getting fit doesn't have to be so damn hard, time-consuming, or draining. Seven years ago, I said, screw this, and I decided to go on a journey to find a better way. Now I'm in the best shape of my life after two kids, and I look and feel better in my 30s than I did in my 20s, and I have also helped save other moms from these old-school methods of weight loss and fitness. My mission is to help you break up with traditional dieting and fitness nonsense, to create a happy and sustainable healthy lifestyle, to strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself, to help you unleash your inner and outer strong mom. So throw out everything that you thought you knew about fitness and nutrition and come with an open mind. I'm Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach for moms, and this is the Mom is the New Strong Show. Hey, strong moms, what's up? Welcome back to the Moms New Strong podcast. Today, I'm doing something very special because this week is my birthday. I'm turning 32 years young, and I thought it would be fun to share some of my biggest life lessons with you. So I sat down this morning, really thought about this, and I came up with seven lessons. And so, yeah, so I'm really excited to share this with you. And let's jump right in. So number one is emotions can pass within 90 seconds if you don't do not reactivate them. So if you listened to last week's episode, it was all about a simple hack to stop negative thoughts. And this is part of that. I shared this. I go into more detail in this episode in that episode if you want to get more details. But the bottom line is that emotions pass. And this as as somebody that's so highly emotional, I used to struggle a lot with my emotions. And I still do I have to kind of keep those and keep them in bay. And my emotions can feel so strong to me that this is like golden to learn that my I can actually control my emotions based on my thoughts. And so, you know, if you are not what I meant by reactivating emotion is, Every emotion is stemmed upon a thought. So a thought happens and that's what creates the emotion. And so if you can stop yourself from thinking those thoughts that created that emotion to begin with, then that emotion is going to pass in 90, in 90 seconds. And so if you are somebody that has struggled with this, like I do, and, and I'm still working on this, you want to go back, listen to that episode. And I shared how to, you know, not reactivate those emotions. But that was a really big thing that I learned. Um, I always knew for the past couple of years as I've been doing a lot of um, my, I guess, self-work, right? I've been, I, I'm really big into self-help and, and improving myself and being the better version of myself that I, I knew that my emotions controlled or my thoughts controlled my emotions and my emotions controlled my actions. And I think it's actually a uh, quote from Buddha, maybe, or some, maybe Buddha's quote. Um, and I'm going to butcher it if I do it, if I say it, but basically along those lines is, is there's this chain reaction from our thoughts and that they create who we essentially are. So I already kind of knew that, but I did not realize that the emotion can actually physic like physically or, you know, mentally pass in 90 seconds if you just don't reactivate that emotion. And that was like mind blowing to me that I could actually have that much control. So this is something that I've been practicing. And yeah, it's, it's really helped me to kind of 
tone down my emotions, not make and make me feel a little bit more in control. Because when you're a highly emotional person like me, sometimes your emotion, you, you feel like you don't have any control, like you feel a little out of control with how you're feeling. So this was a really big life lesson for me. And this is actually one of the life lessons that is probably the newest that I've I'm learning and working through. So I thought I'd start with that. So the next one is you can't be everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> Once again, another thing I've struggled with in life because I'm a people pleaser. I don't like to let people down. I've been like this since I was a little girl. I've, I kind of have that perfectionist all or nothing mindset and I a lot of my self-worth growing up was based on my grades it was based on you know how well I was pleasing other people so this is something that's really been hard for me and I'm going to use um an example of how like this plays into um this lesson this happened to me a few years ago (laughs) and so this also goes into the other life lesson that I have learned that Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and you are not going to be everybody's cup of tea, like I said. So this one morning at the gym, this was two years ago when I was living in Fort Worth and going to LA Fitness. So it was like this huge gym in this huge city, right? Tons of people. And it was like my go-to gym. And this is when I started on my my bodybuilding journey, like really getting into lifting heavy, building muscle. And this was about a, this was probably about a year and a half into that. And so in this on this morning, this is the same exact morning this happened, I had this, I was doing, I, I still remember I was at the squat rack. So I was doing squats, I was doing ha- heavy squats that day. And I had this this older man that, you know, you when you go to the gym at the same time, you start to get to know people, right? So I really knew a lot of the, the you know, those people that went in around that time. And uh, anyway, so I knew this older man. He's probably like in his 50s. And he just, while I was like in between sets, he walks behind me and says, good morning. He's like, hey, you probably need to lay off of doing the heavy lifting because you're getting pretty big. And I was like, thanks? Like I kind of was taking that as a compliment, right? Like, okay, that means I'm gaining muscle. But he totally did not mean it like in a complimentary type of way. And I was like, cool, whatever. Not No sweat off my back, dude. I'm not trying to impress you, right? I'm here for me. And then I kid you not, about an hour and a half later, another guy that I was friends with came in and he was like, dang, he's like, you're looking, you you look awesome. Like you're gaining muscle, like you look great. And I just couldn't help but laugh. And I actually even told him what the other guy said and he laughed about it. And it really was just a good example that there is no way you can be everybody's cup of tea. And it kind of goes into, like I said, that a beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So really whatever the hell you wanna do, whatever, makes you feel good should be the only thing that you you worry about, right? Because it doesn't matter. You can be the perfect person and there's going to be somebody that doesn't agree with something you say or doesn't like the way you look or how you do something or whatever. And that's okay. And, and really think about it. This is the way that I approached it. And my thoughts was, well, that's what makes this world interesting and beautiful in a way when we have so much unique things and then there's just so many opinions and, and people can appreciate all kinds of forms of beauty right wouldn't it be so boring if we all thought the same thing we all like the same thing we all try to look the same way or we did all look the same way like that would not be a world that I want to live in so that's kind of really how I approach this and you know what as long as I'm okay with who I am and I you know my husband is is a 
attracted to me, right? Because that's really the only man that I need to attract, um, then I'm cool, you know? And if there came a day where my husband didn't like the way I looked and I did, well, screw you, dude. Like, you know, I'm going to do me. And really, I've learned that, like, as a people pleaser, that you can't be everybody's cup of tea. And really, you have to just learn to be your own cup of tea. And you got to start from there. And that's really where the confidence comes in, right? So that was life lesson number two. The third life lesson is it's okay to argue and disagree. It's not the end of the world. (laughs) Can you, are you starting to see like this commonality between these life lessons I had? Like I said, this is so my personality type. And I feel like a lot of you are going to relate to this too, because as women, we're nurture, we're naturally nurturing people. And I, I have a hard time dealing with somebody or dealing with a thought that somebody doesn't like me or somebody's mad at me or I upset somebody or I stepped on somebody's toes. There's plenty of times in my life where I've been uncomfortable and put myself in uncomfortable situations just to make other people feel comfortable. And that's just my personality type. But that's not fair necessarily to me. (laughs) And I'm learning boundaries with that. And so this is actually something, and this is kind of a little personal, but this is something my husband has taught me. You know, he is a person that's very blunt. Um, He is a person that has no problem speaking his mind and arguing with somebody. And it's like, who who cares what you think? Like, this is my opinion and I'm going to stand by it and you can think whatever you want. And he does not back down. And so this kind of, and, and so this is probably a good thing that I'm not like this naturally because me and him would probably kill each other or would have killed each other by now. And we kind of bounce each other out. But it has taught me to not get, I guess, my feelings so hurt whenever somebody doesn't agree with me or there's an argument, like it's not the end of the world. And this is also hard for me because growing up, my family we weren't we're not very confrontational argument argumentative people so I didn't grow up in a setting where arguing was a thing now I don't think it's healthy to argue all the time but just like anything there's going to be negative and positive emotions that and you can't be happy all the time like things just can't be like freaking unicorns and puppies and kitties all the time there's going to be times where there's stress, there's negativity, and we have to learn how to deal with that. And that's something that, once again, I have a really hard time dealing with negative types of things. And so he has helped me through this. Like, it it would drive me insane when we first got married that, like, we'd argue and then 30 minutes later, he's fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm over here, like, resentful. (laughs) And, like, my feelings are still really hurt. And you're, like, acting like nothing happened. And it would bother me even more. And, of course, I would cry and make things worse you know all this other stuff so now I've learned how to kind of deal with that and also I think in a way this has also helped me with disagreements with other people because going back once again I'd be really quick to um, throw myself under the bus before I you know did a was confrontational with somebody else or made somebody else feel uncomfortable like I would you know, put myself in situations that weren't good for me just to get out of those kinds of situations. So anyways, my husband has made me get a little bit tougher skin, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I've learned it's okay to argue and disagree and it's not the end of the world. So that was my other life lesson. The next one is someone's negativity towards me is just a reflection of how they feel about themselves or their own insecurities. This is a really big one. Um, This is something I know you can relate to, especially if you have somebody that's really 
unsupportive in your life, like maybe that might be your husband or a sister or somebody in your family or a friend, you know, we all have had these people in our lives. These are the people that when you're trying to do good, then they're going to rain on your parade. And that's that's how it always is with them. And they're just so negative, right? Like they just want to, it feels like they just want to tear you down sometimes. And I've had women that I've coached that really have a hard time dealing with this. And these are usually women that are like me. I feel like I attract women that like I'm attracted to and other women are attracted to me that are we're, we're alike, right? Like you could just, I don't know what it is. It's like this subconscious, a subliminal thing, right? And so a lot of women I have coached have struggled with this because they have a personality type like me. And they're like, man, I just don't get it. Like, why are they so negative to me? Why are, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get fit. I'm trying, you know, and and they're just being so negative. And a lot of it, I, I have to like sit down that, <laughs> like virtual, a lot of times I do virtual training. The virtually sit down that person and be like, okay, let's let's talk about this. This is nothing to do with you. This really has nothing. This is a reflection of their own insecurity. And what you're doing for yourself is bringing that to light for them. And they're having a hard time dealing with that. So they're pretty much shitting on you, you know, over it. And really, so I have to really explain to them, like, this is not your problem. This is their problem. You know, this is them reflecting how they really feel. And so what what do I kind of mean by this? What I see a lot is, especially if you're trying to change for the better, people around you are scared of that. We're just naturally as humans, we're scared of change. And if somebody's used to you being a certain way, this is where I see husbands having a really big uh, hard time with this thinking okay my my wife wants to look better she wants to feel sexier she wants all the you know these physical things that are going to make her more attractive and it makes them feel insecure they're like well what what if they get to that point and they don't like me anymore they don't find me attractive anymore or like what does this mean for a relationship if she changes in this way and so it's really sometimes hard for spouses to deal with that and at that point and this is actually an episode that I plan on recording in the future is how to deal with this kind of things, but really just uh, reassuring those people and that, that you love them, even though you're you're going to be changing and that's okay. Invite them with you. A lot of the times they won't come with you at first. You have to lead by example um, and, and just really giving them that security that everything's going to be okay. Like this is a good change for everybody and this is in everybody's best interest. So that is another lesson that I have learned. And, you know, not necessarily that this is something that, you know, this is something I have struggled with before. I I haven't struggled with this per se for like that spouse perspective because my husband's very supportive. But I have seen this like with friends, you know, in the past. And I try not to associate myself with people that are like this, like, you know, people that have these tendencies to reflect how they feel onto other people in a negative way is just that's just not my kind of, that's not the kind of person that I want to hang around with. Um, I think just over the years of coaching women, and I just see this come up so much that I just had to put this on here because it's almost like a life lesson that I have learned through other people as well and seeing them overcome this and, you know, really working through it with them on figuring out what's going on and how can we make this better. So that is another life lesson I have learned. The next one is the best way to get someone to change is to change first and lead by example. And this kind of ties into exactly what I was saying before. 
this is something that I personally have seen. When I first started my journey, gosh, like seven years ago, and my journey actually didn't start out as a fitness journey. It started out as a health journey. I had some health issues. I had um, had really bad hormonal acne growing up. I had a lot of hormone issues growing up, like really bad periods. I mean, and just a bunch of other little weird things. So my journey really started in figuring out my health and I wanting to get out of depression and wanting to get over the eating disorders and feel better about myself, have more confidence. So when I started this journey, I, um, decided to do uh, paleo. And this was when paleo wasn't that big. A lot of people didn't know what it was. But I was working with a naturopathic doctor and she recommended a paleo type approach to eating. So this is how I ate. And at the time I lived at home with my family. And guys, I'm from South Texas. I'm from the South. And I grew up on Southern cooking. My, um, you know, so a lot of my family is, is not very, for one, venturous about food. And for two, they're just, you know, just a little laid back country. <laughs> so at first it was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? I even remember my brother making fun of things that I'd be making in the kitchen, which by the way, I'm going to blast him because I made kale chips and he thought they were freaking delicious. So anyways, but I had to deal with, um, you know, the people around me just kind of like, what's going on? What is she doing? And, and, you know, but I stuck with it. And though I have evolved into where I am today, I don't do paleo anymore. But I still am on my journey, right? And it took it, uh, some of those people that were kind of like, you know, not too sure about my changes came around later on. And this is also friends and, and people around me. And as they saw that I started getting these results, I started feeling better. It wasn't some kind of fad diet that I was doing. This is actually a lifestyle change. This is actually who I am now. Then they came around and started asking me for advice and they started coming around wanting to, to better their lives and make health changes in their lives because they saw how it reflected in mine and how passionate I was about it. So if you want to change somebody, say you have a spouse, say you have kids or whoever is around you, those people you care a lot about and you want them to come on this journey with you, I know how exciting it can be at first. I know how also how disheartening disheartening that it can be when they are just not supportive, right? Like you're so excited about this change. You're like, man, I'm going to do this and I want you to do it with me, right? Like you're telling your husband all this stuff and he's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? I have to do what? I have to do that? No, I don't think so. And they're like, well, maybe this isn't going to work. And then you start second guessing yourself and all this other stuff. No, at that point, you need to stand, stand in your ground and respect their decision because ultimately it's their decision to go on their journey, right? Then then is whenever you start doing your own journey and you start leading by example and you start, you know, standing tough and standing strong in what you decided to do. And when they start seeing the changes in you and how this changes changes you and maybe you might make some little changes here and there in their food and things like that, they'll start coming around. I promise you, they will. And who's to say, I don't know how long that might be. It might take months, might take up to a year, who knows. But if you're really in this and you're really in it for the long run and you wanna make a healthy lifestyle change, it is. it doesn't really matter who's on board with you. Once again, it comes back to you. You take care of you and you lead by example. And I promise you, that if for one they love you and for two they see how amazing you look and feel, they're gonna want they're gonna wanna come on the wagon too with you. So just give it time and don't let that discourage you. The next life lesson I had to learn or I have learned is things not working out is one door closing 
and another door, a better door opening. And so what do I mean by this? Oh my gosh, this is this has been a reoccurring life lesson in my life. I'm gonna use a couple examples. But you know how when you want something to work out so bad, like you want it so badly and it just doesn't happen and you're like devastated, but then afterwards you start realizing or something happens that makes you realize like, wow, I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad it happened in this other way. Um, I think a good example is we can all think of that past relationship where you were just so in love with this guy, right? And you so wanted to work out, but then it didn't work out. And then later you realize like how bad that guy was for you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that didn't work out. Yeah, I have an ex-fiance like that. (laughs) But the, the point being is I think we can relate to that. Um, you know, this, this, this thing that we want so bad is sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when we don't get something. So just to make a quick story short, or to make a long story short about how this has happened to me lately is in our journey last year with our move, we had for just to kind of set the story. um, I live in West Texas, my husband decided to get back in the oil field. So we moved over here and it is like crazy, like busy over here there. The living situation is horrible. Um, We were living in Fort Worth at the time, struggling, paying groceries with credit cards. We went through all of our savings like it it was just a really bad situation and we needed better financial stability so it was a blessing that my husband had to come over here but at the same time there was just no living situation so he found this ran down one um this ran down small single wide that literally was probably like the very first single wide ever made it was from the 70s it had holes in the ceilings it had roaches it had mice it had it was furnished i'm doing that with rabbit ears over here it was like from um yard sale stuff like we moved in there still like tape stickers on things like the couch was missing legs the oven was um Oh gosh, it was, it was, uh, God, I can't even, I just lost my train of thought. It was rusted out. The oven was rusted out, guys. Come on. Like, so this was like horrible situation. Towards the end, we found out there was mold. So we had to do something. So we decided, okay, we found a place that well, 20 minutes away, we can rent this lot and we can put a mobile home on it. Really not an ideal situation. We actually ran into like electrical issues. And it was, I mean, this thing is like, this story could be a whole hour story of just crazy bullshit. So, anyways, that didn't work out, but we had already bought the mobile home so I get a phone call and it was like oh um your mobile home's gonna be delivered in two days and I'm like wait what like I, I I still thought I had another month they told me this other date and that the last minute they call oh yeah we're gonna bring your mobile home and I'm like look dude I don't even have a place to put this thing because <laughs> that lot did not work out so I was scrambling for a week trying to figure out a place to put this mobile home and by the grace of freaking God and and by the help of of wonderful people here I was actually able to find a lot that was actually a reasonable price and we bought it and we put our mobile home and long story short is it was the best decision now I don't have to travel now we're not renting from this guy I mean it that's a whole different situation but the person we were going to rent that lot from was just a gouging us um so anyways it worked out for the best but at this at one point in time I was freaking the hell out right like I have this mobile home I already bought and they're like well we need to put it somewhere and if you can't find somewhere to put it then we're going to start charging you to keep this on our lot it was it was just a horrible situation right but once again in the end, I, you know, everything worked out way better than what I had originally planned. And so sometimes there's those things in life that are pretty tough, those situations, and and you just got to have faith, right? Like, like things are going to work out. Like, you just got to know 
things are going to work out. I always tell myself that I, I think back to all like these bad situations in my life and you know, at that point in time, it probably, f- it felt like the end of the world in a way, but like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to survive this, but I always, I'm always fine in the end. Like everything always works out, right? Like there, ha- I, I, if you're still breathing and you're listening to this, everything will be okay, right? Everything has been okay. And it, it has worked out for you. So just keep that in mind. And that's the life lesson that I've had to learn because once again, being a highly emotional person, it's very easy to stress me out. <laughs> so I've learned to kind of deal with things a little bit better. And the then the last but not least, this is um, this is a biggie. This is the life lesson that turned my whole life around. You want to hear it? Your happiness is your responsibility. How you feel is your responsibility. I used to be a person, this is me in my teens, this early 20s, where I put my happiness in relationships. I always had to be in a relationship. I was always looking for somebody to save me. And it wasn't until I decided that, screw this, I got to take responsibility for myself, for my my happiness. I got to make myself happy. I, you know, that's when my whole life turned around. That's when I decided I took, I took control because really when you are giving, putting your happiness in other things, whether that be materialistic or that's other people, you're giving away your power to those things. If you realize like, okay, I'm, I'm taking responsibility for me. This is my responsibility. Well, guess what? If it's your responsibility and you're in the situation, you realize you're in the situation you are because of yourself, then that means you can get yourself out of it. If you got yourself in that situation, then you can get yourself out of that situation. But you got to take that responsibility and then you can change things. So this is something I see people struggling with. They are, you know, if you are this person, this is a little tough love. If you're this person that's always complaining about things, that there's always these outside circumstances that are causing you to be in these situations and you're always finding yourself in the spot of blaming other things for the way that your current situation is, I want to empower you to stop giving your power away, stop blaming other things, other situations and people, and take responsibility for where you at, where you're at, so that way you can actually get yourself out of that and not be waiting for somebody to do that for you. You can do that for yourself now, and it's just that easy mind. It's not easy. I take that back. It's just that mindset shift. If you can make that shift, it will change everything in your life everything especially if this is something you've struggled with and this is why like you're you're making one bad you're making a you feel like you're always making bad decisions take responsibility for that and get yourself out of it and i promise you will think yourself later <laughs> I, I, this like i said this is the thing that changed everything for me about seven to eight years ago and that's how i turned my life around and that is how i become who i am today And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the struggles that I had, for all the struggles I had. I cannot think of one struggle that I've had that I wish, damn, I wish that would have went differently or I regret, you know, I regret that because all that stuff has molded me into the person that I am today. All that stuff pushed me to be the person I am today. I, I truly believe that things are put into our lives, these situations, these struggles, these hardships for a freaking reason. You were not put on this earth just to suffer. Like all these things are pushing you in the direction of your calling, who you were meant to be. What I'm doing today, like what this, doing this podcast, sharing 
sharing information, sharing my journey, helping other women get out of their journey. This is my calling. But I would have never been here if I didn't have those struggles, if I didn't, if I was not pushed to the point where I had to do something about my health, where I had to do something about how I felt. Guys, I was so depressed. There had been times where I contemplated suicide. There's been times like where, I, I mean, I've been rock bottom, but sometimes it takes being in rock bottom to you have no other choice but to get out right you have another no other choice but to move and go up so I want to leave you with that I got um I wanted to leave you with that I'm starting to get a little emotional now because this is like I'm like whoa that's like a that's a lot right it is a lot but this is I, I just I freaking care about you and I don't um I want you to have the best right? Because really, I mean, ultimately, everything that I teach, everything I preach, um, all the examples that I want to, I want to show to other women, the, the, all it, all it boils down to is being your best self. So that way you can, you can live your best life. That's really what this all boils down to. And so I really want that for you. I hope you enjoyed this. And um, yeah, I'll leave y'all ladies with that. This is uh, me at 32 years old and all my life lessons. And I, I hope that you can take something from this like I have. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to mamasthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.